gente, it's your girl Nina Montañez. Hey yo, what it do with your boy Rue, and I'm coming for you. <laughs> and this is Sofrito Speaks. Hey, hey, welcome back, welcome back, welcome, welcome back. Damas y caballeros. Welcome back. Welcome back to the official episode four of Sofrito Speaks. And if our laptop will let us live, then we can deliver some great content for y'all. But we are back on schedule. Let's jump right back into our first section, which is El Chisme, the part of the show where we let you know what had us fucked up or jodio. And if you see me looking at the screen a lot, it is because I am monitoring the laptop. Mm. Baby. So anyways, I'm going to jump right into it. Um, I had myself messed up because I, for the life of me, could not figure out why I was in or am in the slump that I am in. I don't want to be in the slump anymore. Slump lord. I don't like it. I'm having the hardest time waking up in the morning. I am sleeping peacefully at night. Um, my gym schedule has been out of whack. Um, I just, I'm like skipping meals, not on purpose. Um, like wow. I, ate, I only ate once today. Whoa! Breakfast this morning, and then I just started getting busy doing stuff, and then I don't think until I stop, and I'm like, I haven't eaten yet. Um, yeah. So I'm just like trying to do like a I don't know like a self deep dive as to like what maybe triggered it or what or maybe it's because I have this allotted amount of free time in the morning that like I need to restructure my brain. Um into getting back into the habit i i don't i couldn't tell you what it is so i got my, me messed up right now and i'm still trying to figure it out do you like what do you mean you're trying to figure out why or how you ended up getting split? yeah like i like i was going dumb hard like i was in the gym around what time did this start i think two three weeks ago okay but i'm just like i don't know i don't know i don't know it's weird i typically enjoy going to the gym but now it just feels like I'm dragging my ass to get there. I don't know why. Um, last week I only went four days, which was wait, but was still better than two weeks ago when I only went one. So um, we're slowly getting it back. But if I just don't want to go, I'm just not going. Like I'm just not even gonna beat myself up about Welcome it. Welcome to my life. <laughs> Ruben's <laughs> like you got it. You got it now, sis. Welcome. Um, but yeah, I I don't. I don't know what it is. Like I just, I'm just like I don't want to make plans with people. I punch the air when I have to follow through with these plans. Um, the air ain't doing nothing to you, baby. You feel me? I'm just beating up the air for no reason. Just wasting energy. That's why the weather's so fucked up. Shut up. <laughs> it's pissed. It's <laughs> mad at me. Um, but yeah, I don't. I genuinely don't know what it is. Like, and then I also want to like pull through, especially if like I'm the one that initiates plans. I'm like, no, you did that to yourself, so you need to show up. And yesterday, I actually caught myself. Wanting to make plans with people, and then I immediately was like, "Oh no, take it back! I take it back!" And I took it back, and I didn't do the things that I said that I wanted to do because I was like, "I actually don't want to do those things. I actually just want to go home and sleep." And that's what I did. So, yeah. I I, I think it's hard to have a social life when you, like, when your mind constantly plays those tricks with you. No. Because before we recorded this, we talked about. Um, how we'll make plans at the beginning of the week and then come the day of the plans and we're like, absolutely not. Pray. Listen, if I don't hear from you the day we got plans, I assume it's canceled. And don't expect me to reach out. My anxiety doesn't allow that. So I will hit you up and then I'll hit you with the, I don't 
I was there Monday, not we're, today. We're not here today. We're just so. not. Yeah, I just. But then it sucks because it's like, how do you make plans? Yo, matter of fact, I just remember somebody texting me, asking me what I was doing on Thursday, and I completely forgot to respond. I. Yep, I never responded. Mm-hmm. That was me this past weekend. But I'm like, I can't. I I think I feel like I have something to do on Thursday. And it's not coming to me because Thursday rings a bell and I don't remember what it is. So I would hate to say yes and be like, I actually don't, can't. Mm. So. Have me fucked up. Don Julio had me fucked up. Let me tell you something about Don Julio. I don't and know. don't come for him. We know what he said in the last episode. <laughs> don't come for him. I don't give a damn what they put in that Don Julio. But baby, me and Julio, we have a great time. A grand old time. Ever since I discovered tequila, it's like life changing. And I even posted on my story the other day, like, I love tequila. You do. This is new. So I started drinking like tequila after the pandemic. Before Ah, the pandemic, I was a honey girl. I know. I know. I have a lot. I have a lot to make up. If you're a honey girl, comment down below and also comment a prayer emoji because I'm praying for you. If you're still a honey girl in 2023, like honey is wild. Alcohol has evolved since then. I think it's time. I mean, ugh. I just, I don't even want to think about those days anymore. Oh, you literally. Right. Like, I'm going to throw up. Um, but Don Julio, really, I've been rocking with it right now. And this weekend was the second time that I had it. I'm not going to hold you. It's smooth. And that's the thing. It's very smooth. And then, so peep, and then while I'm drinking, you know, because I get turned on, I'm like, oh, we out here. Like, I'm alive. Like, let's do this. So I get all active. I'm going to keep it a buck. Like, this is why I'm glad I'm single because if I have somebody in the wings waiting for me. Wait, no, that's not where I was going by turned on. I mean, like, personality, (laughs) personality. Um, Meanwhile, I'm like. So I start, like, every, like, 20 minutes, I'm like. The moon is 758 miles away from Earth. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, nothing. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. No, no, no. Oh, no. I got offered. I got offered. And I said immediately no. Immediately no. Because we're not doing that. I have to drive. I know off, you know, what I'm having right now, I'm good. But if you, I don't, if you crossfade, props to you. you. I don't, I feel like I don't was three years ago two years ago it, it's oh my god i'm telling myself me hit last time i was crossfaded i've only been crossfaded two times since i started drinking um and the last the final time was easter sunday of 2021 yep oh wait that was your birthday party? no what was before. oh it was like it was the month before my birthday oh wait easter's in may april may. april when is Easter? Easter's in April. Okay. Well, at least it was my birthday. Like, no, I know your birthday, but I didn't know. I thought yes. Easter was in May. No, I think it was like April 9th or something like that that year. I don't know, whatever. Mm, yep. Yeah, no, the crossfading does not it happen anymore. I, I, I hold a very big um, limit to that. Unless if I'm at my homegirl's house. If I'm at my homegirl's house and I know that I'm safe, like if I need to sleep over, which everybody knows, like I always make it home. I'm going to preface this. So this was BC before Christ. Like this was like... Months before I got saved, I just thought about that. I was like, "Oh, that sounds terrible." Um, yeah, this was the last time I crossfaded was like months before I got saved. So, thank you. Anyways, continue. And there we have it. I also just don't crossfade unless I'm at my friend's house, and I know I can sleep over. But 
if you crossfade, like, I, I really do pray for you because... Like we talk about it, what are you going through? I, I, it's just like, why? <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, I know why? I have friends and this is no shade. This is all in lighthearted yes, fun. Yes, we just, we lo- love you. Um, mm-hmm. I have friends Maybe who so will like... Too who will like start drinking and then start smoking and I'm like, all right, cute, it's getting somewhere. And then one time just came out with mushrooms and I was like Hey, wait a minute. I was like oh, wait I was a like minute. not all of this. <laughs> when we said crossfade baby, it was two things. Not baby. all of this for a two, cookout. Two items. for a cookout. Wild. Are you that <laughs> Well this friend it was actually in it New York. Takes two things to make a cross to crossfade. Oh no! They were hitting. They were trying to hit all four of the corners, honey. <laughs> Out here. I uh-huh. I I said immediately. I was like, "You should get some water." And here's why. It's a lot going on in you that stomach. Ah uh, no. <laughs> why do you imagine like think about it? But not well, because I do wanna. I do wanna try it. Um, I've heard great things from. I did want to certain people. But I heard a lot of it has to do with where your your. Uh, your state of mentality is if you're depressed or in a dark moment that is probably not the time you should be doing shrooms um but if you're in a good space if you're in a good headspace then i heard it's a great hallucinogen right hallucinogen um so i would like to try like maybe camping or something i mean not that i can like every person i've ever talked to that's like i want to like go rent a cabin in the woods with like a jacuzzi and i've heard i've heard people and i'm like i can't <laughs> nah, because the way that I get there, devilish, like, I'm I'm trying to fight a bear. What are we talking? No, about? I'm gonna be very honest with you. Like around last summer, like me and my friend, after a night of this was like at like one in the morning, I was like, yo, I dare you to come with me on the hiking trail. <laughs> he was like, what? I'm like, let's go on the hiking trail. Let's go on the hiking trail. Let's see what we can find. We went on a hiking trail at 1 a.m. in Andover, Massachusetts, in you the middle of the one? woods. You went to that one? No, not that one. It's a little bit more up. Oh. But when, but it was beautiful because, like, the, the moon was a full moon. We didn't peep until we get there. And literally, the moonlight was just shining on the path. And I was just like, this is amazing. It was amazing. That's cute. And that's not the alcohol talking. That was really just, like... And then we had to turn around because it got a little dark. And I was like, mm. Mm. Not, it was a little dark. Not there being darkness at night. Right. The <laughs> nerve of you to show up. So that's why I'm afraid of um, doing mushrooms in. Because you feel like you want to go. I would be, I would be that friend. Like, Christopher Columbus no, I would be on the, I would be that friend that's like in the movie that just disappeared first. And it's because I, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. It was but yeah, that Don Julio had me fucked up. I woke up the next day, very light hangover. I was very surprised, but I was just like, "Yo, Don Julio." I think I, I think I have. I think I have to keep it on the X list, though. Though. You gotta keep Donnie on the X list. Yeah, it's just Donnie. too much. It's too much. Like, it doesn't hit you when you're drinking. It's like a like it slowly creeps up and like, and it does this whole like boom. Like you're just like. Oh shit! I'm yeah, ta- I would have been. I guess I'm gonna go. Home. I'm talking too much. I need to oh, and that it all kicked in at the time that everyone was like, "It's time to go home." I was like, mm. "Oh, it is." What baby. am I supposed to do with all of this? I was like, "Not me drinking all of that just to drive home." Little Miss. <laughs> but yeah, 
That's what had me fucked up. Anyways. Let's close this section now and head over to our next section, which is... Oh, terrible. Ay, bendito. Welcome to I Bendita, which is the part of the show where we are just going to give you any local news, national news, worldly news, whatever we felt that we deemed worthy to share with you. I ain't going to hold you. I ain't got no news. You got news? I think the only news that I have is Trump's trial is underway. Oh, I saw that. It's cute. That's all I got about it. Um, And then also in San Antonio, a man was charged with um, manslaughter because he failed to buckle in his toddler and they got into a motor vehicle. Getting into a vehicle and not putting your seatbelt on as the first thing you do It's giving why is, I get married plot. It's giving wild. Like, who raised you? Who raised you? How, my mother would beat my arse if we got in the car and we, and the car took off and our seatbelt was not on. Oh, my mom used to get here. That was not, that was not allowed. Um, the car is moving. And then she still does it, like, as an adult. Like, if you get in the car and you do not put your seatbelt on, she's like, so we just going to sit here all day? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my bad, my bad, play. You're right, sis, you're right. And I do the same thing with my friends. If you get in my car, seatbelt, and I have friends who hate it, and I'm just like, I don't care. You could walk, because I'm not dying. I also am not letting you die, because I don't have the money to pay for that shit. <laughs> I'm not trying to explain to your parents. I'm not trying to. What I'm not trying to explain to another adult why you should wear a seatbelt when you get in the car. That's wild. So. I, I'm. I'm telling like, yo, you like that sound? Because I don't. And it doesn't stop. It'll. Some people drive. I have a friend who drives, and they just keep. And I'm just sitting there like. <laughs> and other news: Beyonce announced that. Um, She's dropping the Renaissance movie December 1st in theaters. What movie? It's a documentary about the world tour. Oh, that makes sense. I already requested it off. I'll be going. I didn't get to go to the tour, so I want to be a part of this movie and see. I love documentaries, uh, especially Beyonce's documentary. She puts a good storyline together. It makes me really feel inspired. That documentary she did for four, play that shit on repeat. Like such an iconic she did a i forgot what it was called but it's the one where the drone is like up above and she swims in the ocean and she it keeps backing up backing on she's just talking about how she loves being in the water and i'm like this had nothing to do with the album but this was amazing <laughs> <You're so laughs> that annoying. scene i always watch it i'm like they must have been short on time <laughs> we needed an extra four minutes she's like you know what will work i'm just gonna get in the water and I'm a passage about it. water and there she went. I love when I'm in the water. and But it was a beautiful scene. So They have that. I'm trying to remember like all the morning shows that I listen to. Everything's a blur right um, now. Damn, what else was there? Uh, your student loans have officially kicked back on for the month of October. Yep, yep. That's nice. Yep. Also check out that Mass Reconnect. For those of you guys who want to return back to college, I mentioned it in the last episode. And I'm going to mention it again because it is still out there. And also, there's this other program that I feel like I mentioned it once before, but a raft program. So you apply for this when you are in a financial 
you know, crisis and you're like, let's say you have to move out of your apartment, um, you have to get, you can apply and they'll give you like three or $4,000 so that you can get another apartment. Some people have, I've heard some people even got up to $10,000. Oh, so it's for emergency use only. Obviously it's case by case. You can apply on mass.gov. And um, if you are looking to get an apartment, look into that because all you really need is a letter from whoever your landlord is now stating that you have to be out in the time that you have to be out. This is what I was told. I don't know. Um, and then from there, the, the state will look into the case and probably contact the landlord and everything. So Mass Reconnect, Mass Raft. Adrian, uh, what's her? Adrian Ho? And I can't, I can't keep up with the name because, like, girl, what is it? Adrian Bailon, oh, Adrian Ho. I know, but like sometimes she still goes by Bailon, and I'm like, girl. That's her stage name. Okay. How the hell I know more about this girl? Than you I listen. I, after she did the reel, I was like, baby, we're not just, we're just not gonna get the album. Got it. We got it, girl. We got it. Okay. You got new money, and we love that. But her brand, um, Le Voot? Yes. The suits. Yes. Ah! So I want it. So, I want one of the suits. So ah, oh, they're so freaking. And cute. they just she just did a. Where am I going? I don't a, know, um, but I think it's so cute. She just did a. They did a mini pop up for Paris Fashion Week. Yeah. Or they did it in New York. They had like a Le Boot store. Mm -hmm. And I was like, they, and people I'm, got I'm to not, meet her. I'm not. I'm not a fan of the bag, but that's cute. If you like purses, I personally don't. But the suits. Yeah, affordable. Are they? I haven't looked at the prices. They're pretty affordable. What is affordable? You can have to pay. Just kidding. <laughs> um, that's that's but essentially what I was asking. I wanted to... Uh, she I did a, all things... Whatever her channel is. This is another thing, too. Like, I feel like every time I see Adrian on I YouTube... There's a new Adrian. It was all things Adrian. It's love always. Why did she change it? I think um, all things Adrian was sold to... Because I, I, after a while... She was with partner with Kim. She yeah. was, yeah, like on a network... And I think she left that network or her contract finished. Oh. So she could not use the name anymore. She had to do another one. Um, but she also has, ever has a YouTube channel. No, he doesn't. Or an, so he, he has an Instagram. It's just wild to me. It's hard, it's hard to keep up with everything. I but um, she did a 10-year like, like collage, I guess, of the real. And like things that she said then versus... How she feels about it now, and if anything has changed. Ooh. And the first thing that came up, which I never saw this episode, but apparently she loves sucking toes. And what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So apparently hey, she yo, said she that. On yes, and she was like, she's like, what are you supposed to do with your husband? Like, do you guys don't try new things? She's like. I don't care. I still stand by it. I still suck toes. Comment down below if you like your toes suck. Comment. I was like, oh, oh. And then she was like joking to Ever. Like, yes, Ever. You're, she's like, I hope that my son finds a woman who is good enough to suck his toes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> this and is all on YouTube she for can, free. Like, that she can never just like say the thing. <laughs> she needs to drag it. Like, we got to do the most. She talked about that too. She talked yeah. about how like she wishes that she wasn't so open all the time about a lot of things because oh, she went in yeah but she also talked um which was interesting but she kind I'm of assuming, did she allude to like when she said that she plans to have sex every single day while she's married she's every, talked about all that the before. girls looked at her like bitch <laughs> all the married ones were, let's see how you feel about well, that now we kids. now we know because she's out here sucking towels okay honey so um but so israel enjoys it then Okay, Tabba Wabba. 
Anyways, continue. Also, anyways, um, she talks about how like she went through a lot of trauma and how in when she was coming up in the industry, she was very, she was known as the ice queen because she was just like very snappy and very attitude-y. And it, I was like, yo, that's true because a lot of people from the past, like uh, makeup artists and stuff, and y'all know I'm a Thrill W fan, so I watch everything. And they've all mentioned how she was always so rude and catty and just like, and I'm like, damn, that really was that. how Adrian was. But, yeah. Miss Adrian, baby. Amanda Seals, um, her documentary. Oh, like her comedy in Amanda We Trust? Yes, in Amanda We Trust. If you haven't checked that out, check it out. I still have not checked it out, but I hear her talk about it all the time, and I need to make time to, to yeah. sit and purchase it, because now you have to purchase it on Patreon. But um, a lot of people were thinking that she was running for office, and she was like, no, I'm absolutely not like... doing that. But I think it's in the cards for her. Honestly, like, I think it's like, it's down honestly. the line, but it's true what she says. She's like, why would I run for office to then be fighting the system when I can be out here just really educating people on the how the system works? Because once I'm fighting the system, I can't sit here and educate y'all. You can't have the best of both worlds. Mm. She's like, I have to. You have to focus on one or the other, and I'd rather educate everyone on how things are than to go in there and then fight for everyone. Yeah. She's like, that's what they have the people who are who are doing that for. We need to we need to step up and demand more. And I was like, yo, Amanda Seals, Amanda Seals Morning Show is lit. Make sure you guys check that out. She's just so dope. Make sure y'all check that out. And then I don't think of anything else that happened last week. No. Last week was not tornado week, right? That uh, tornado one. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I don't Whatever. know. That's I don't what know. We got for we oh, um, yeah. <laughs> wait, that was funny. Um, nope, completely forgot what I was gonna say. Doesn't no! matter, doesn't matter. All right, let's close this section now and head over to our next section, which is Caldero Talk. What's up, everybody? <laughs> That's Adrian. I What's up, everybody? No, it's you guys. <laughs> what? What's up, you guys? Um, yeah, okay. What it is, mi gente, real quick. So we are at not <laughs> We're a mess. Anyways, so welcome to Caldero Talk. If you've made it this far in the show, you really be rocking with us because we just two people that just be talking our mess. And sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. But here we are, still doing this three years. The kind. Right. <laughs> so this is the part <laughs> where we're going to give you the topic, the main idea, the meat. The kind. Of what we're going to talk about. It's just, it's just what it is. So have a seat and prepare to eat. Oh, uh, wait a minute. This is what y'all get on a Monday after an eight-hour shift from both of us. Like, bullshit. We just out here. We doing it. We doing it, okay? <laughs> because I'm over here like, am I awake right now? <laughs> this one's rapping. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Yo, um, okay. What's up, everybody? All right. Woo. All right. So here it is. Um, I keep getting asked. This question a lot. 
And so we thought we'd bring it to this platform. Um, how does one know when it's time to cut off a toxic family member? When you have that thought. <laughs> Conversation over, next section. <laughs> I feel like cutting off family members is tough. It is tough. It's a tough subject. I feel like for a family member to be cut off for me, I mean, they'd have to do something really, 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 really bad and really have no remorse for How it. How bad? Like, I'm talking about steal from me. I'm talking about, you know, adultery with a partner of mine. Um, I feel like that, that one's going to catch hands. Stealing, I'll cut you off. Messing with my partner, we're going to go to hands. I feel... I would have done it um, calling ice on me just to double check, like rude, cut off. <laughs> Are these things you've been through? <laughs> Do you um, my I guess I don't know. I, I I feel like I've never really. Well, I have cut off family member in the past. Family members, my dad. Prior to him dying, we didn't talk for years, and I had cut him off. But that that wasn't easy, you know. And I cried a lot. I cried like almost every birthday that I didn't get to spend with him because of that, because I made a decision to just cut him off from my life. When in reality, and in retrospect, I, and I always say if he didn't pass away, I probably wouldn't think the way that I'm thinking. But then again, I questioned myself because a few months before he passed away, I had said to myself, I'm like, I was sitting on, uh, on the steps in, in the Bronx and I was sitting outside and I'm just looking outside and I'm like, I think I need to see my father. I think that there's a heavy emotional issue going on. I think that there is a trust issue going on. I, I couldn't trust anyone for the fucking life of me. Mm. And I realized that, like, yo, I need to go figure out how to see my dad, and I'm going to surprise him. And I know he's going to receive me because I'm old enough now to, to understand. Yeah. You know, but when he passed away, that was one of my biggest regrets. Mm-hmm. Is like being so just full full in my head and being like, yo, this person died. Like, I'm never going to be able to talk to this guy again. And they were on earth and you didn't appreciate that time. So that could probably attribute to why it's so hard for me to cut people off now. Because mm-hmm. I know what that feeling is like. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's why it's hard for me to like, I can say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to talk to this person any- anymore. But at the same time, it's like. So but if you love this person and 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 love I can love you you could hurt me and I I could still love you but I don't have to tolerate you you know and I feel like that's easier for me if I can just walk away and I and I tend to pull back slowly and just be like zip yeah you know um, and if you if you catch the drift you catch the drift and if you want to bring it to my attention bring it to my attention and if you don't catch the drift then we're just going to keep operating in this space. Yeah. Um, that's so interesting that you say that because like, it makes you want to keep people around because you know that like time is limited versus me. So we have been fine about this. Matter of fact, it's October. Uh, I believe our anniversaries mm-hmm. are coming up. Uh, my brother's oh my God. Be, yep. Um, it'll be nine year, 19 years that since we lost uh, my older brother. And I'm gagging. Uh, isn't that crazy? And I think that my dad's gonna be ten years. After that, um, I think that it became easy for me to cut people off because I'm like, 
I lost one of the most important people to me. Mm. But anybody can go after that. Mm. That's how I took it. Um, so I don't put weight on a lot of things. I just don't. And I, I probably should. Um, so I have cut off family members. Um, some family members have cut me off. And, and that's that's absolutely okay. Um, can I say something real quick? So, you mentioned earlier that you were in a you were in a in a rut baby the body remembers trauma hey yo and the soul is preparing you it is taking you through the motions that just clicked for me and i mentioned it because Ooh. it's not just you i like two things just clicked right now what i just mentioned about my dad and how i deal with communicate and how i deal with cutting people off mm -hmm. And when you just said that right there, and I just realized, like, yo, it really is that month for me as well. And you've been going through it. I've been masking it well. Mm. But you've been going through it. And and something told me, like, last month, like, yo, cut the drinking back. Boom. It was cut back. Yeah, I went out. Yeah. But, baby, the way I was drinking. Mm. Like, the soul, the body was remembering the trauma. And here we are, and it's unraveling. And it's literally just like this episode of like, you want to stay in bed, you want to stay home. I've been, if anyone knows me, I'm for the streets, baby. I've been craving my bed. Mm. I've been craving my room, my bed, television, comfort, comfort. I just want to feel comfortable. I want to feel warm. So. That just messed me up. I didn't even put two and two together. Um,. I guess it just, I guess grieving happens in different ways. Mm. And my body started to grieve long before my mind did. Um, my God, I, my heart dropped out. They're going to start crying. I'm like, no, I wasn't. we're um, going to pause this pause and come it, right back. Here's a message from our sponsors that got taken away from us, Spotify. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Um, so, yes, I am very, I'm not as quick to cut people off as I used to be in the past. I actually had someone recently call me and was like, what do I do? And I was like, listen, I'm going to tell you what old Nina would have done. But we've, we've grown from that. So I'm going to tell you what I should have done all those years, but I wasn't doing. Um, and so... Shit, we're going to go there. We gonna, let me take my shoes off because we're going to go there today. We're going to go there. All right. Um, if you know, you know. Um, I'm not shying away from it as of this moment. So it's a Sof Sofrito Speaks exclusive. Um, my twin sister and I are not on speaking terms and we haven't been for the last two years. That was a tough one. That was a really hard one to um, have to let go because um, if you know me, then you know that I have always kind of tried to protect her. Like I've been my sister's keeper and I had a revelation um, a couple more, uh, maybe like a month after I had gotten saved, and it was that I am not her, I'm not her keeper anymore. I can't because in being her keeper, I was keeping secrets, and they were killing me on the inside. They were hurting me more than anything else. And I always wondered how somebody could um, freely live their life, but there are other people that are like suffering internally because they are holding on to things that they had absolutely nothing to do with. And with that. Um, came that revelation of like you can't keep it in anymore if you want to advance mm. and if I want to go where God is going to take me I have to let it 
go. Mm. But if I let it go, am I ready for the repercussions of what's about to happen? Um, and it was sitting in that for a while. And the peace of God that came over me that was like, no, it's time. It's time to speak your truth. Um, and so with that, I remember leaving the house one day. It's about two years ago. I was leaving the house one day. And, and her and I were already in turmoil. We were already not seeing eye to eye. Um, you know, I don't know if it's people she's hanging out with. I don't know what it was. But I know that at some point, I was public enemy number one. And I don't know why. Um, and a couple comments were made uh, before that that were like, oh, you're just not friendly. Or, you know, I, you know, you can't be trusted because you don't have friends for X amount of years. And then I'm like, hold up, because I don't keep, I don't carry dead weight, I'm a problem. I wasn't growing in any of these friendships. And that's why I let them go. Like, there was, you got to understand when there's a, when, when you need to let go. And I, I think I learned that. But far, it's a lot of people don't know. Exactly. So I think I learned that a lot sooner than most people so to other people it's like what are you like my longest friendship right now is like 10 years and i'm like that's still a long friendship like just because i don't have a friendship of 15 30 whatever plus years um it, it doesn't mean that i'm i'm a villain it just means that i know when it's time to part ways but again friendship is not measured in the amount of time that you've known someone or been with someone it's measured in the quality that that person has given you um, at the time that you guys are friends um, and the people that I have in my life now have been exponentially expeditiously like just shut up. <laughs> this man just learned a new word. Um, and they've just been amazing people like and, and I can't even I can't even explain it. Like I'm just like, wow, like if I would have stayed in in that old setting, I wouldn't be where I am today. If I tried to hold on to that, I would not be who I am today and where I am today. If I stayed there and I would have missed out on a lot of opportunities. You feel mm. me? And um so Thinking. with that, you know, I'm sure that there she said what she said to her people. I'm kind of just sitting here like I don't know what was said and then when I heard pieces of what was said I was taken aback I was confused as hell because one thing about me I've always been one to tell both sides of the story like I don't whenever I like people laugh and like yo you're mad long-winded when you talk when you tell a story and it's like yeah because I'm telling you my side and then I'm also telling you what they're saying too like I'm giving you both sides um and you know it's it's uh, <coughs> It was a blessing. It had to happen because I was able to shed that. And I've always said that my sister is my kryptonite. Um, and to this day, I can't be in the same room as her. Not yet. Can't do it. Um, there's My spirit is not right when I'm around her. And I don't like how I feel when she's around. And I'm not saying that she's a bad person. I'm not saying... This has nothing to do that. to paint her character. Yeah, I'm not trying to paint out her character. It's just... We're, if we're gonna keep it a buck, I can't talk about this topic and like not keep it a hundred with you guys. Like I can't be like, you know, I have a friend that not nah, fuck that. I am the person. It is me. I had to cut off my twin sister in order to elevate, and that sounds crazy, especially in a Hispanic family where you are taught that blood is all that you have in this life, mm. and you have to do everything for the family. Not when it's at the expense of your mental health mm. and how you view yourself as a person. 
So that's when I knew it was time to cut somebody off because when I started to hear the things coming from other people, I'm like, how is the person that I literally came into this world with saying these things about me mm. and has never once brought it to my attention? That does not make sense to me. That doesn't make sense to me how I've been there for this person for X amount of things. And she has her own story. I can only tell you from my side, from the moments that I did show up, the moments that I was bending over backwards to show up in these certain spaces and places in order to be something somebody for this person who looked at me and thought less of me because of whatever reason and then never gave me a reason that hurt when I tell you it it was like twisting a knife it hurt and I didn't know how to talk about it for the longest time I didn't know <clears throat> I didn't know how to present it on this platform because I was like still protecting them and I was like there's gonna be a point and I think I said it in a, in a past episode where I was like I'll give you all that those details at a later date when I feel like it's time to be able to talk about it. Mm, and at season the time, five. and at the time, I would I wasn't able to talk about it in a way that didn't anger me, that didn't cause sadness, that didn't um, make me paint her out to be the villain. That was I was I would not have been able to do that a year ago. I would have just come for everything then. But now I'm like. No, you're more settled and at peace with it. So now you can speak to it in hopes that it helps somebody else. If you need to hear me say it, and if you're going through something similar, maybe it's time to cut them off. It's time to cut them off. If they can spew hatred, if they can paint you out to be the bad guy when you know in your heart that you've done everything that you could possibly do, it's time to let them go. Like, and you, it, it's... And Ruben has had to hear me talk about it. Like, it wasn't easy. It, and it's and so, and still not because I know that, especially knowing that my mother's wish is to see all of us together, I understand that. But y'all, when I tell you God has wrecked me about this relationship, God has wrecked me. I have been on my knees sobbing. Like, I will be in worship and somebody will hit, start singing a song and I drop. Mike out of my hands and I am mascara gone and I, all I'm praying for is for my sister and it's not even like God remove all the no it's literally God just 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 scratch the surface just allow her to feel your presence so that way she gets curious and wants to draw closer to you that's it I'm not praying for her to change I'm not praying for him to change her I'm just praying that she has an encounter with God because I know what he's done for me and my older sister. And if you listen to past episodes, you know that her and I didn't even speak for five years. And now I'm the, I'm, I am my nephew's godmother. Only God could have done that. There's no other way. There's no other anything. I don't care what you believe in. I know the God that I serve and Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. That is the only reason I can even sit here right now and talk to you about that. Um, about this topic and it might sound heavy to y'all but like it's freeing to be able to finally say this on these platforms because I felt like there were so many things I could have talked about so many avenues I could have gone with things and I was like ah, but I can't touch that yet I can't touch that yet and now that I get to finally like play with it like I'm just like let's go like I'm and I, I'm gonna tell you right now Ruben had no idea it was gonna go this way um Ruben was like oh baby yeah, they're so right. exclusive. <laughs> and, and, and it's hard. And it's hard because, like, a lot of people that listen to us are from the city. And, like, if you went to school with us, you know this person. You know who I'm talking about. And, you know, I, I my sister had reached out to me to be like, 
you know, basically telling me like not to talk about it. And I'm like, but it's my truth. You can't silence. I understand that to you, it sounds harsh, but you can't silence my truth. It does, does it suck for you? It does it suck for me. Does it suck for you that we both came into this world together? And then unfortunately my humanity is tied to yours up until the age of 27. Yeah. But for the last three years, this is the most free I've ever felt once I cut that cord. Um, and it's not to say that, you know, it's severed and it's, it's gone forever, but there are just some significant changes that have to happen. But in those changes, trust when I say I'm not going to shut up in my truth, because there's a reason why I went through the things that I went through in order to come up on the other side. When I talk about my trauma, when I talk about, you know, having bullies or whatever, I was talking about her mm. and it's hard and it's hard to hear. And the only reason I can now say this out loud is because I am prepared for the day that she comes back to me and says what her issue is with me. I need to be able to receive that and not be angry about it. I need to be able to hear her heart and what she's saying when she tells me. Because I'm sure there are things that I've probably said in the past. Absolutely. I'm sure there are things that I probably did in the past a thousand percent that she might remember that I might not. But I need to be prepared to hear those things in order to reconcile and come to an understanding. And that is through growth and healing. And God, for me, um, that's how I was able to get there. And it was able, and it was me having to be humbled in the secret place when I'm just talking, it's just me and God. It's just him revealing to me the parts of my heart that were broken. And I tried to bury that relationship so far. Um, I tried to remove myself from it um, for so long that when I had prayed to God and said, hey, reveal the parts of my heart that I have not allowed you to enter yet. And when he revealed it to me, it was my relationship with my twin sister. And I that wrecked me about it. I cried, cried, and I cried. And he, God allowed me to place the blame. He allowed me to grieve that. He allowed me to be angry. And then it was, okay, now it's time to recognize the part that you played in it. Okay, cool, we did that. And now it's time to put into practice the things that you learned from that to be better from it and use it as ammunition to be able to speak to people. And when I got baptized and, you know, when my pastor had prophesied over me and was like, you know, you've been given the, the gift of influence, like God has given you grace to influence others. I, I did not take that lightly. I was like, oh, dag. And, you know, specifically, and I have the video on my, on my Instagram where he was like, your voice, God's going to use your voice. People have tried to silence you. You know, why are you going to talk like that? Why do you have to say that? There was a reason for that. So the more that I got being told to shut up, not to speak about those things, you know, that you're, that's not fair or whatever, but it's like, I'm helping somebody. Mm. And I, and you know, if I'm going to live as a Christian and live, you know, this life of trying to be more like God, God left 99 to go get the one. So even if me, the, even if me speaking on this, you know, helps one person, then I did something right. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's, it is, it's free. It, it's, <coughs> how do you know when to cut somebody off? When you can no longer be a better person when they're around, that's when you cut, that's when you cut that family member off. And it's not for forever, but it's until yeah. you can do the work. I agree. I think a cutoff is never forever. I think, uh, even in my trauma, like I've been able to, you know, I always have a friend who I always 
stop talking to and go back to and um you know part of that stems from from that with my father and just mm-hmm. <clears throat> my biggest thing is trying to see the better in a person mm-hmm. but i've learned that even if you can see the better in a person one they don't see it for themselves and two it's not your job to teach them mm-hmm. You know, I have a responsibility to myself to make sure that I'm good and my mental health is good. My space is good. And I, I, I can't lead you to water and be mad because you didn't drink. You weren't drinking water before I met you. So it's like, <laughs> why am I mad? And I'm actually going through this right now, you know, with certain people. And I'm just like, I have to sit and catch myself and say, like, why... Why do these people keep doing these things to themselves and repeating the same behaviors and hanging around the same type of people who just hold them back so much? And I'm in this fire of like, I need to I need to find a way to move forward. I have to find a way to move forward. I'm, you know, I'm in in talking with my, my best friend and like him giving me advice and just like seeing that it's possible. I can get I can get myself to where I want to get to. And then I go hang over here and it's like guilt Mm. it's heavy it's like why why am i doing this you know so and and then you sit there and you ask yourself like what can i do 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 i cut these people off do i stay hanging around these people i love them to pieces but sometimes to your point yes i can cut you off and separate myself from you for a little bit here's a little bit of tape in time to just say hey go do what you got to do i'm gonna do what i got to do no hard feelings, always love. But I can't do this right now. Yeah. This I can't do. So. Yeah, I I think that like if if the person is manipulative, if, if this person is narcissistic, if this person and majority of the time they are. Yeah. Um, if they don't know how to take accountability for any parts that they play, or they try to downplay how you feel about something, um. I would, I would pay attention to that. Pay attention to like when you do try to confront this person about maybe something that they, how they made you feel and they kind of gaslight you into making you think that, oh, it was your fault that they reacted the way that they reacted because you did. Pay attention to that. If you think you're going into a conversation every time thinking like you have the facts straight and you have, you've left no, stir, no stone unturned and then once you finally talk to this person, you leave confused and heavy mm. because they turn the tables on you and you may, might not have been prepared for that um, pay attention to that pay attention to how you, like we talked about this in the past pay attention to how your body feels when you're around somebody mm. your body might be telling you something um, and it, there's, there's there's just so there's just a lot there's just a lot that's um, always that ever since I learned that that has been the wildest thing that I've like paid attention to mm-hmm. pay attention to how your body reacts around certain people because it is telling you what you need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll notice I'll start fidgeting. Mm-hmm. I'll start like certain people. I'm like. My voice gets like super high pitched because I'm trying to remain like chipper or cheerful. But my body's like, mm, it's time to go. No, we don't. We don't reside here. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're sitting there and you're wondering and like you guys are probably wondering like about parents, you know, like how do I cut off my mom? That's my mom. Um, this is a this is a tough one. That one is a tough one. This um, is a no, what is it? No contact generation. This yeah. is something that I was, I, re, I revisited from another podcaster. And it's crazy to me that people, I mean, I get it. 
obviously your parents are your parents can be some of the most toxic people in your life and as someone who at one point cut off his mom and at one point cut off his dad um, I was luckily able to reconnect with my mom and I had to work through that relationship I had to sit and have the rough talk and and like, yo, this was not cool, this was not this, and see it from her point of view, you know? And yeah. hear 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 her story. And it's like I think I told you a few years ago or something like or a few seasons ago, this this saying of like, yo, your parents were people before they were your parents. Yeah. Yep. That shit hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, Whoa, I totally forgot. Mm-hmm. My mom was a freaking fifteen year old walking around with me in her stomach. Like, what the hell did she know? Mm. And what did her, what the hell did her parents do to her to make her want to make that decision at fifteen? <laughs> you know, and it's it's all That's of those deep. things tied into one, and yeah. and that goes through my mind, and it's like I can't fully blame you, but I can help you. Like my mom, I I love my mother. I I can yeah. help you. I can. I will never give up. Yeah. Why? Because even in my hardest time, she never gave up on me. Mm. So it's like. For me, that's not that's that's a non-negotiable. Like I can't cut you off. Can you piss me the fuck? Yeah. Will I drive and not talk for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and my mom knows when I'm in my mood. When she's done something that just triggered me, just leave him alone. Leave him alone. Give him his space. Hey, so I want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. That bothered me. But communication is really at the core of a lot of this. And it's tough because especially in the Latin community, like our parents are so in their ways that it's literally about us. But it y'all is not going to happen overnight. It's going to take time. It's going to take time and uncomfortability. Oh, my God. Is that a word? Yeah. Uncomfortability. Um, It's undoing what they've learned to like unveil like the gem the diamond that's Patience. underneath all the rugged stuff. Because like once I think once you get past that, you can have such a beautiful relationship, even if this person has hurt you um, immensely. Now, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I'm going to keep it a thousand percent. If your trauma includes your parents molesting you. Oh, no, that's essay, essay, essay. My bad. This is the, any of that. Any of that. And you need to cut them off, baby. Do what you gotta do. I just, I once you harm a, your own child in that way, and if your parents, well, that's what I'm saying. That every drag you like that. I mean, everything is situation based, and it's like everything situation. You can't, you so, can't hear someone just tell you. One, there's gonna be somebody that's like, well, what if this happened? You're like, damn, that's dark. Uh, Double I, homicide. You feel me? Like, um, <laughs> that clip lives rent free in my head, but like. You know, if that's your story, and unfortunately, you know, the person that was supposed to protect you did not protect you in that, um, yeah, I think you're justified in your cutoff. Yeah. For sure. Um, but also, don't hold that in. Get let some. It, let it, yeah. Like, get a third person listen, to come in please, and help you. Your body holds that. So just because you're not saying it out loud, it's going to come up in other ways. You're going to get sick more often. Now you got stomach ulcers, cysts, your health starts to fail. You're, you are not meant to hold on to secrets. You were not created for that. Why do you think there are so many people on their deathbed before they die, they blurt out all their secrets because they know they can no longer take, they don't want to take it to the grave. They literally don't. They need to let it go. They don't care who it is, who they talk to, whatever. They let it go. You were not meant to hold on to those secrets. 
Lord Jesus, I pray that if you are holding on to a secret for somebody, for yourself, or whatever, I pray that at some point you are given the peace to let it go so you can move on. Because I guarantee you, that crick in your neck, mm. that pain in your lower back, your shoulder hurting, <laughs> it's probably some trauma that you try to repress. Nah, because the way you just diagnosed my whole back. And your body. Yo, I looked at the camera. Yo, run, run the clip back. You said the crick in your neck, and I'm like, how she fucking know? Holy Spirit. And then you're like, the 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 pain in your lower back. I'm like, she says one more thing. I'm slapping the pain. No. <laughs> um, but no, like we we we're laughing, but it's it's so real. Like your body holds on to trauma. It's not just your mind. It's going to come out in other ways. And your health is going to start to take a toll of it on it. Mm. We're not meant to hold on to that. Um, and like I said earlier, like I, I, I'm not, I was not meant to hold on to anybody's secrets. I was not meant to. And I had to spill them in order to be better, in order to get better, in order to start to actually embrace the healing process. And that was tough. Um, but if I wanted a relationship with my mother, then I had to let it go. I literally had to let all of that tea out because I was like, I, this, we can't move forward until I tell you the reason why our relationship is the way that it is. And my mom looked at me and with tears in her eyes and she was like, I'm sorry. Um, and I remember telling her and I was standing in the living room and I was like, Ma, I can't hold on to this anymore. Like, I don't know how to tell you that I love you because this made it hard. But I do love you. And I just like, I was minutes from just, like not even seconds from breaking down. And my mom came and she hugged me and I just started sobbing. Like my body was like, finally, like I can breathe. And it was just, it was so freeing. And I wish I would have done it sooner. I'm glad that I did it when I did it. But I wish I would have done it sooner because there would have been, um, I could have worked on my relationship with my mom, my mom a long time ago, but there was a person that was standing in the way of that and it was exposing this person that I was able to be like, I'm here, I've always been here, but I didn't know if you saw me. Mm. Um, and that, I know, I know I broke my mom's heart that day when I said what I had to say, but sometimes you gotta break somebody's heart in order to set yours free. And that's what I did for myself, but not just for myself, it was for the betterment of like moving my family forward. You know, like I'm the only one that actively goes to church right now. My my older sister's a believer, my mom's a believer. But I, you know, I, I go into church and I get myself in community and you know, I'm actively in that. And I don't it could be because God's using me to be the one to put my family back together again. But he couldn't use me until he humbled me first. He had to wash me first to be like, Okay, are we ready now? And I don't even know if I'm fully ready yet, but I know that this right now, today, this episode, is one of the steps that I had to take um, in order to continue that healing process. And, you know, it's, it's, it's different. It's different to be on this side because you want to protect the people that you love, but how do you protect people you love when they were the ones that were hurting you? And how many people have this platform? Not many people are able... <laughs> to share this and I know people are probably gonna hit me up and be like yo and I'm gonna be like 
Go away mm. for right now. Let me process what I just said because this is the first time I've actually said it out loud on any of my platforms. Um, and I'm glad that I got to share it with my Sofrito family. And I will say thank you for sharing that. It was space. very vulnerable of you. We haven't seen that from Nina. Yet. It, not yet. In a while. It. In a yeah. while. Yeah. So here we are. Um, <laughs> yep. I will not be taking questions. Um, so don't. <laughs> I said what I said. Um, so if I leave you on red. <laughs> I meant it. Um, Vanish board. No, literally. Like, what? Um, but yeah, I just... And it, it, a lot of revelations were had for me this weekend. And like we, we're, we're talking about cutting off toxic family, but like your friend groups as well. Um, I was in a setting. <laughs> I was in a setting where I was with people that like, I don't think I would consider them friends, but like we cool. Um, and it's it sounds so stupid, but it just like the way that God uses s- small situations to shed light on why I was removed from the things I was removed from. Um, I did karaoke for the first time this weekend. And Ruben's like, bitch, for the first time? Yes, here's why. The other, other humans I used to hang out with used to dim my light and I didn't realize mm. it because we would laugh about it. They used to be like, you can't participate because you can sing. That's not even fair. Whatever. So they used to, I have a gift. That's, I, I have the gift of song. Not me, baby. I have the gift of song. And I would have thrown her ass in there. You feel me? And so this this weekend I did it for the first time and I was celebrated. My gift was celebrated. People were like, yeah, Nina, woo. And um, it was interesting to me because um, there were people that were in attendance that used to be a part of that group. And their whole demeanor changed when they saw that I was present. That I was there. And I kept it a buck. I was listen, old Nina would have been like, yeah, I'm all set. I would have, I would have let one person, I would have let one person dictate my whole mood and I would have left. Um, I didn't do that this time. And what God revealed to me was that if I didn't remove you from this one space, from these people, you wouldn't be in this space right now. And with that, I would not have been able to use your voice to bring glory to me. So I've, I've always, I've sang my whole life. Um, and there have been people that were like, oh, she thinks she better because she can sing. And I'm like, that's so weird to say when like, I literally kept it a secret for years. Like no one ever knew I could sing. What? <laughs> but like, it was just like in those small moments of like, oh my God, like I was removed from this situation to be put in community with people who are going to celebrate me and I can celebrate them in return. That wasn't the case um, in my past. And so it was a moment of gratitude because if I was still hanging out with those people, who knows what I would have been doing on a Saturday night or a Friday night. You know what I mean? Friday night, you guys don't know what I was doing? I was reading my Bible. I was literally being a child of God, taking notes in scripture. Um, And I laugh about it because I'm like, yo, like this really is a transformation of like not only the renewing of my mind but my soul um and it makes it easier to show up in places uh social anxiety and all um you know i gotta put the shameless plug um but if if you're looking for your why or your reason or that nudge to 
remove yourself from certain spaces, use this as your sign. Um, if you're not being celebrated, if you're not being elevated, if you're not being cared for properly in the way that you need to be cared for, cared for, I, I think it's, um, I think it's safe to pull the plug. I think it's okay to walk away. We can unplug it because you know, you can always plug something back in. We can just unplug it for now. We're not, we're not, shutting it off isn't going to do anything for you. We need to unplug it so that way you can go about your business. Now at a later date, you can maybe plug it back, you know, blow the dust off of it, plug it back in. But for right now, um, I think it's cool to take a step back. I wholeheartedly believe that. And just see the kind of person you can become if you're not attaching your existence, if you're not attaching your worth to a group. How are you as an individual? Cut them off. Cut them off. <laughs> Cut them off. This, this, I, I, I'm very passionate about this topic because I'm a living testimony as to how it worked out for me. It's worked out pretty great. If I don't say so myself. With all that being said, and me realizing that we're only recording off one microphone at the hour mark, let's close this section and head over to our last section, which is... Arreposar. How do you know that? So it's mine is picking up or yours is... It, at some point, it just... We're going to make it work, baby. We're going to make it work. Um. All right, y'all. This is Reposan, the part of the show where we leave you guys with some positive affirmations and any shout-outs that we may have. I do want to shout-out to everyone who's been tuning in this season. I see that I might get this name wrong, but I think her name is Maria Cristina. Shout-out to you. Um, you have been really yeah. like commenting and like hitting us up and letting us know that you truly are supporting. We are really appreciative of it. And you were somebody that I thought of when we <laughs> rescheduled our recording on Saturday. Oh. And I was like, we got to kind of get back on, on board with things. So shout out to you. Shout out to everyone else who's tuning in this season um, and rocking with us. Because it has just started, but it, it's, it's already been... It's been pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty, good. pretty, um, pretty good. What quote do you have? Um, I said it earlier, but here we are, um, in light of our topic, you know, how to cut off toxic friends or family. Um, sometimes you need to break somebody's heart in order to set your own free. And I'm going to stick by that. I'm going to go with my co-star app quote from yesterday. Mm. The water is deeper than it appears. And I feel like that is something that has that resonated with me, especially with the, all the changes that I'm trying to implement in my life. Just making sure that I understand. Maybe for me, mm. how I interpret it is that it's not going to be surface level. You're going to have to look a little bit deeper into it to kind of get it together. Hey. But yeah, we got to the end. With all that being said, my name is Rosales, and I'm blasting off. And I'm Nina Montañez. Stay blessed, mi gente. Oh.
Thank you for tuning into this episode of Sofrito Speaks. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Sofrito Speaks to keep up with all of our latest content.